Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hey, Dumb Nation, this is Dario Sharch. The only place to hear the Warriors basketball is 95-7, the game. All right, Sharch, we'll see you later on tonight. Later on tonight, Warriors and Blazers. First 10,000 fans will get a Draymond Green bobblehead. It's like Inception on the camera right now. Yeah, I got no, look double that. cameras looking at me. There you go. There we go. Um, why does my camera do that all the time? I don't touch the camera. Well, I don't I, touch that's anything. the problem. Is it's it's locked yeah. into you. Like, Maybe a, am I just too ugly? Like and the camera's drone. like, I can't wait to get off this guy's face. Is that what it's telling me? My got a face to break down the camera. Well, it, it's still ugly. Yeah, I'm sure there's a magnet to the star power oh. that is the guy in the corner over here. Yeah, you're just deal with me, you nitwit. <laughs> that guy, Howard Eskid. Are you ready for the Niners this week against Seattle? Boy, it feels like they throttled down a little now. Like, Seattle was once a oh. huge rival, and it, it just... Beating the Eagles, I, for the fans, I feel like it's like, ah, oh, I'm still I'm still ready to, like, you know, have some of them Eagle leftovers. I don't even know if I want any Seahawk. Yeah, know. I mean... You know... It does feel like a letdown week. I, I mentioned that in my video walking over, walking to the studio. And in the, even yesterday, because, you know, Monday, you know how my mind works, Shaska. I'm like, I'm thinking about the schedule. Like, the Niners can't let up. They got Seattle and Arizona and Ravens. And I'm always thinking about the schedule game and what's going to happen in the future. And, and you know, you beat up on Seattle Thanksgiving night. And, you know, you, I know you respect Pete Carroll. I don't give a damn about them, to be honest with you. Seattle, I, I, I love the fact that the Niners have an opportunity to knock them to six and seven. That's what I love about it. But it is. It is a letdown after beating up on Philadelphia because it feels like even in those days in the 90s, it was the Niners, the Cowboys, and then the Packers. The NFC West was an afterthought. This is the trap game written all over it, and the Niners need to nah, be aware of it. No, nah, they are. I mean, Kyle Juszczyk joined us yesterday. They said, we've already moved on to Seattle. So I love that coming from Kyle Juszczyk. Speaking of which, Kate Rooney. Listen, Kate Rooney, somebody called us last week and was like, how come you guys don't have Kate Rooney on? I said, you know what? Shame on us. For not having Kate Rooney on. We've known Kate Rooney for a long time at Cron 4. I've done a lot of hits with her at Cron 4. We got to chop, chop it up with her in Philadelphia. And even last week, I think Bully and I and David Teller were walking out of court. There's Kate Rooney with the camera setting up, doing a live hit at Chase Center. She's one of the hardest workers in this market, if not the hardest worker. And she's a city girl. She the, even though she went to Lowell High School, which is... Probably the worst high school in San Francisco. Uh, probably the most accomplished nah, public high school I, in San Francisco I, I, I in terms know, of education. I, I, I know Shasky. Okay, I know. you know I was joking here. I know all and about and a Lowell. beautiful campus. I know all about Lowell. New Trust Turf me. Stadium. Trust me, the single guys love Lowell High School back in those days, and we love going to their dances. No doubt, but that's in high school, not now. You know, but uh, and all my buddies from Hoover High School, Hoover Middle School, went to Lowell, so I know all about Lowell. But I'm gonna still rip going on Lowell. On here? I'm gonna still rip on Lowell. I'm a Washington Eagle. And it was the Battle of the Birds anyway. Kate Rooney making her morning roast debut. It's been far too long, Kate. How you doing? 
You know, Bonte, I was really looking forward to talking to you, but then you had to go and start things off by ripping on my Cardinals. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure I remember beating you in a Turkey Day game back in oh. like two, 1999, something like no, that. No, no, so. no. It was, it, was, uh, it was 2002, 2001, because in 1999, I was on the Washington Eagles, and we beat Galileo 50-14 to to go 12-0 and my senior year. I never lost a low, but some guys after me did lose a low. So you guys did have a good Okay, well then. Maybe maybe you can talk a little bit, but uh, yeah, we we had we did have some good dances back in the day. Under underrated dances, I would say. Underrated some good times out there, and <laughs> we, you know, they were always playing the loonies at our dances, stuff like that. Oh, I got five on it. We we came we came right. Nice. You did come right. You I did like come that. Right. The Niners came right against Philadelphia, and they kicked the crap out of them. Um, doesn't it feel like this is a kind of a letdown between Eagles and where we were with Seattle just a couple of years ago? Like I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I feel like there's no buzz for the Seahawks again. There's an opportunity to knock them to six and seven um, for the Seahawks game this weekend. It's at Levi Stadium. Yeah, it is weird because especially over the last few seasons when Jimmy Garoppolo was here, the Seahawks were always like the game. Like this is the game that's gonna set us up or, or you know maybe clinch something for us in. Um, the postseason. I will say that is one thing that the 49ers can keep in mind for this Sunday is they do have a chance to clinch a postseason spot this weekend. They can do it with a win and then I think they need like a Green Bay or a Minnesota loss or something like that. So maybe that's what kind of they're using as a motivating factor. But it is. I mean, you go out there, you you whoop the seagull, the Seahawks. They are seagulls. They are sea chickens. Call them seagulls, sea chickens, sea pigeons, whatever you want to call them, Kate. That wouldn't be very professional of me, but you know what? We're we're gonna call that a Freudian slip. Okay. Anyway, they they do them dirty up in Seattle, and then of course the biggest regular season game they've had in a minute was that one in Philadelphia. So yeah, this does have the feel of a letdown game, and it is a little bit concerning, I think, for 49ers fans because they already had a classic letdown once this season. Right. Um, and they they do have you know a couple of tough matchups coming up on their schedule. They've got Baltimore looming on Christmas Day. They've got the Rams game. Now the Rams are that team that every single season that seems to be the game that comes down to the clinching. And the Rams are still weirdly here in the playoff hunt. The Seahawks are too. But um, the, the biggest motivating factors I think for San Francisco are just going to be hey the more wins you can get, the better you can put yourself in position for that number one seed. Now that that's uh, more in play after beating Philly last week. Kate Rooney, Cron Ford, does a great job alongside Jason Dumas in their sports department. Just totally flipped their sports department over the last five years. And they're at every single event, every single game in the Bay Area, whether it's college sports, pro sports. It does not matter. Kate Rooney, of course, the pride of Low High School. Here on the Morning Roasting, just to let you know, Kate, we're the most unprofessional show in this market. So you can go ahead and call the Seahawks whatever you want to call them. What's been the most surprising aspect of the 49ers this season? Is it their offensive explosiveness? Or is their defense continuing to be one of the top units in the league? You know, I'm going to say neither of those things have surprised me that much. Um, I will say I am a little bit surprised at how much they've had to kind of go out and bolster their defense in the middle of the season. I was definitely expecting the defensive line to come out of the gate more quickly and be dominant the way they have been the past couple seasons. Um, and they've had to go out there and get a couple guys already. And then depending on what happens with Eric Armstead and his health, we'll find out more about that at practice today. They may end up wanting someone else on that interior to, to take them through the home stretch here. Um, hopefully it's nothing too serious with Armstead, and so maybe that won't even be an issue. But 
I am surprised that it took the defensive line in particular a little longer to warm up to their standards of play that we've become accustomed to seeing. Um, but I think the offense has kind of been on pace to start clicking for a little while now. We yeah. definitely saw it at the end of last season. The minute McCaffrey came in, right, and then we saw uh, Brock Purdy when he came out there really start to develop a connection with George Kittle pretty quickly. And then Brandon Ayuk, of course, those two have really come come together this season. Debo, you can't say enough about him. I mean, he's, he's always out there. They're doing his thing. But we saw the signs of this offense starting to reach its potential last season. And then they've just exceeded expectations so far this year. And Kate and Shasky, Debo Samuel just named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He became the fourth wide receiver since 2000. With 100 plus receiving yards, plus two touchdown receptions, and a rushing touchdown in a game. That's pretty impressive, Shasky. Yeah, it is impressive. Now, Kate, you've been at a lot of these practices. Uh, you've been at a lot of these games. So you're there. You, you get the feel of it. I mean, there's so much star power. That's like my big takeaway at training camp. It's like, oh my God, they got stars everywhere. And then there's this guy who's kind of unassuming in Brock Purdy. He's kind of quiet, got the big, thick legs, a little shorter, doesn't have the greatest arm in the world, but just makes plays happen. It is kind of weird, yet not weird at all. He's the dude right now balling. I feel like we've gone like four seasons within this one season on just Brock Purdy from where he started at the beginning of the year with the arm injury to where he is now with the whole Trey Lance thing so far behind us and Darnold so far behind us. Like, are you as surprised as I am that he's doing what he's doing right now? Of course. I mean, I was actually thinking about that the other day. A few weeks ago, really, when you think about how recent August was, we were literally still wondering, hey, maybe is Sam Darnold going to have a chance to start this season if, if anything goes wrong? That is absolutely crazy to think about now. No knock on Darnold. I know they're still a big fan of him. I'm a USC person myself. Love me some Sam Darnold. But the fact that we were actually talking about him as like, at some point, maybe they're going to have to bench Purdy and we'll see what Darnold could do this season is just so laughable now, especially after everything over the last couple seasons, the, the past two seasons, really, with the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, back and forth, the constant back and forth. And now the quarterback is, is maybe the least of the 49ers' concerns. There's absolutely no room for questioning what's going on there. Brock Purdy is having as good of a season as anyone can have. Sure, he's thrown a couple interceptions. They've lost a couple games, but he still leads the league in multiple categories. He leads the league in completion percentage, which is a huge one. I mean, that's one of the most important ones out there for quarterbacks. Yards per attempt, that is such an underrated stat. He's got like a yard more than the next guy. And then passer rating, which I'll be completely honest with you, I don't fully understand what was in <laughs> None of us still. Brock Purdy said um, he didn't, Kate. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. He, he did say that, too. So we're not going to worry too much about that, but still. It's impressive that he had a perfect passer rating the other week, and he's been leading the league all season. Absolutely no one saw it coming. I think there's really two um, major effects to that. One of it is everyone is going to have to reevaluate how they view the quarterback position. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that the national media has kind of been slow to come on to Purdy because they have to admit that they have been flawed. Their analysis has been flawed. Their process has been flawed. And it's not just them. It's NFL scouts have to admit that their process has been flawed. GMs have to admit that their process has been flawed. Nobody wants to think that Purdy can really be the real deal because then that means we've been doing something wrong for the last 30-plus years. And the other thing is the, the biggest effect that he has on this locker room 
is the confidence. You know, I've been very fortunate to cover this team during a great stretch. They've been excellent pretty much since I came in in 2018. A couple issues with injuries and stuff, COVID year notwithstanding. But um, they've always had some confidence. But kind of the one you know, tricky thing that the locker room was always having to deal with was every single week, those players were having to defend Jimmy G. Every single week, the media was coming in and questioning Jimmy G, and they were having to say, oh, no, we believe in him. He's our leader. He's our guy. But it always felt like a little bit like, how much are you really pumping yourself up here by saying that? With Mm. Brock Purdy, they're not having to defend him at all. They're just saying, yeah, he's great. We don't even think about it anymore. No question whatsoever. We we don't have to worry about him whatsoever. And I think that's one of the reasons that this locker room is as confident as it's been in the Kyle Shanahan era. Uh, Kate, you're on fire right now. I'm loving this. So USC, you you've watched CMC then for quite some time. Me and B have talked about it. Like we we knew he was good, and we knew he was great. We didn't know he's this good and this great. I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> Hasn't it? It's it's shocking what he does on a football field. I mean, he looks like a varsity player against the freshman team every single week. Yeah, he does. And I worked at Pac-12 Network when he was at Stanford. So I I watched every single Christian McCaffrey mm. game. I was irate. I, I love Derrick Henry. He is clearly a fantastic yep. running back, one of the best backs in the league. If Christian McCaffrey had not been in contention for the Heisman that year, I would have said, yeah, done deal. He ran away with it. But it was so obvious to me that people who didn't vote for McCaffrey simply weren't watching those games. I'm not going to get into a long tangent about the misery of the Pac-12 and their start <laughs> times, but... I think anyone who really watched a ton of Christian McCaffrey back then, you never know how it's going to translate at the NFL level, but it's not a total surprise because he was doing stuff in college that had really never been done. He was shocking you on the field every single week in college. Did it to some extent in Carolina, but when you see him when he's on a really good team, how much better he can be. And so that's why it's just been an absolute pleasure for any football fan to watch him every single week. I mean, every time he, he hurdles over a defender, every time he makes one of those video game plays, every time he just muscles through, right. the way he muscles through those gaps is, uh, he's a power back. I mean, he, he's got so much finesse as well, but he's also a power back. He can he can do it all, and yep. and don't forget he can catch those slants too. So I I mean he just he's incredible to watch, so much fun to watch, and it's no doubt one of the best <laughs> midseason trades in probably the history of the league. You're so on it. You're so on it with Christian McCaffrey and what he did at Stanford. Get your USC Trojans Pac-12 championship game. Three touchdowns. One receiving, one rushing, one punt return. You're no 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 doubt about it. Real quick before we get you out of here, Kate. The Go to State Warriors. The Go to State Warriors. Do they need to make a move or not? They're nine and eleven right now. They blew two twenty point leads on a row last week. Um Chris Paul, he's gonna be back today. Andrew Wiggins is gonna be back, but what are your thoughts, overall thoughts on the Warriors through twenty games? I think it's problematic that we're at 20 games and we're still trying to figure out what's going on with this roster, with these rotations. It's still so unclear what they're going to do in a closing situation in any given game. Um, we want to say, okay, yeah, we're, they're still gelling. They're still figuring stuff out. Maybe we've had a couple injuries here and there, but they haven't had any major long-term absences other than Draymond being out for five games. And maybe now we'll see what happens with GP two, but they've really got to figure some stuff out. Um, I felt that the, the loss to the Clippers the other night was pretty troubling. I know you guys had Anthony Slater on earlier, and he said in his game recap after that game, I think he said that they felt um, they felt pretty good. They felt better than they did after blowing that lead in Sacramento. But if anything, it's more troubling to me that they blew a lead against the other roster that's competing for oldest dudes in the in the NBA. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I, maybe they feel good about that. Maybe they feel that they played better, but. At the end of the day, it's still a loss, and they have a couple really tough games coming up here. I mean, I, I know they got Portland uh, 
tonight, and then then they go to OKC, Oklahoma they City. go yeah. to Phoenix, yep. and then Boston's looming. Yeah. That is going to be a really interesting one. It's maybe not a huge game in terms of determining how the postseason is going to go or anything like that, but can they play at the level of a top-tier team? That's going to be telling. Kate Rooney. I mean, we had a caller last week saying, you guys should get Kate on. And I was like, you know what? You're right. How haven't Aww, we had Kate Rooney on? It. Well, you know what, Kate? This won't be the first. This won't be the last time we have you on these airways, man. What Phenomenal. a debut here on the morning rose. Kate Rooney breaking out some Pac-12, some Niners, some Warriors. Really good stuff there. None of your husband's at Cal. He's listening. Cal Bears. At least they beat UCLA, Kate. At least they beat UCLA on the way out. <laughs> I'm trying not to that, – that's nice, but I'm going to try not to hold it against you. You managed to insult both my Cardinals and my USC Trojans in this call. I mean, you did bring up the, that Christian McCaffrey performance in the Pac-12 well, championship, so I, I don't know, I was, Vontae. Hey, I was just trying to flex that I was at that game. That's all. <laughs> and I love me some USC. I don't hate USC. I, I love me some USC. So I have my black liner jersey in the oh, closet. Listen I to still, that. Listen yeah. to the music. I love it. Yeah, no, this is a great. This is this is awesome. Kate, you are awesome. Good stuff, and you continue to do your thing at Cron right. 4. I know my, my great grandma mother my russian grandmother always watches this so you're doing a great job kate <laughs> we'll have you on soon again no doubt thanks guys you're absolutely killing it it's a pleasure to listen to you and a pleasure to get to talk to you today we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.